Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how can we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jeffery. Hello, Joseph. Did you Anthony know? Anthony Joseph. Yes, that's right. It is my. Did you know this whole time, everyone, that Joe's been lying to you about that's his right. name? My name is not Joe. It's not <laughs> Joe. It's not even Joe. It's not even Joseph. His name is Anthony. Anthony Joseph. Yep. Yep. My dad. I'm the second. Not junior. My dad always made that very clear. Um, but yeah, my dad always went by Tony, and I always went by Joe. So wow, it's, it's, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. That's true. I have been lying this whole time. Sad situation. Uh, it's really unfortunate, honestly. I, I know most dads do this with the best of intentions, but it's so confusing to be named after your. The amount of times I've had to, <laughs> I've been left behind on a plane ride before because somebody booked my ticket for Joseph Caruso. My passport doesn't say that. It says uh. Anthony Joseph Caruso. Um, I have uh, had lots of run-ins at like DMVs. I've had weird things at doctor's offices. Someone brought in my chart the very first time I went into a chiropractor, like the very first time I've ever been there. Like, let's look at your chart. I'm like, I've never been here. I've never been to a chiropractor before. (laughs) And they were like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, born in uh, 1956. I see the problem here. I'm like, (laughs) apparently my dad's been to this chiropractor. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Like, (laughs) You should have named your daughter after you. That would have been even more awkward. That would have been... So moving on, today's time. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, last week uh, we had a conversation about the differences between uh, kind of Christianity um, and then uh, Christian cults like a Jehovah's Witnessism or a Mormonism. And so what we'd actually like to do before we get into today's question, um, which is going to be the differences between Christianity and Islam, and even Christianity and Judaism, um, we actually are going to kind of walk right back into kind of the key point of last week's answer to kind of set the stage. So let's listen here to Jeff as he kind of walks us through uh, what this looks like as the baseline of our faith. So there are many churches that um, are not Grace Church who would do things different than Grace Church, Mm -hmm. who would even believe things different than Grace Church that we would not say that is a a false or an unhealthy church or Mm -hmm. a Christian cult. So um, where where that conversation breaks down, right? So um, it is always going to be around the person of Jesus Christ and the... Uh, avenue to salvation. Okay. Okay. Yep. And, and I'm being, I am being, uh, for all of you who are like church nerds and theologians, I'm, I'm boiling this down to its very, very core. I'm going to boil it down to the person of Jesus Christ and the avenue of salvation, or what I'm going to call the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. It's going to come down to the purity of the gospel. So we're going to look at the Bible, and we're going to say. Um, there are, there are conservative Christian churches, there are Presbyterian Christian churches, there are charismatic Christian churches, and many of them we could agree to disagree, sure. right? We could say, well, there's things you believe that we don't believe, and that's why we're different than this group over here. The area that we cannot agree to disagree about is the gospel, which mm-hmm. is the person of Jesus Christ and the gospel, or, uh, and the avenue of salvation. So we believe that at the very core of the Christian faith is 
the deity of Jesus Christ and him taking the form of a servant and putting on a human likeness, so the humanity of Jesus Christ, and then the uh, offering of his life. So we would believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man. So he did not cease to be God while he was on planet Earth, and he was not born or created like you and I were, like sure. a human being would be. Yep. So we believe he's fully God and fully man. We further believe that he lived a sinless life as God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So the Bible would say that Christ is the, the uh, full reflection or the, the um, uh, total image, the complete image of God himself. Mm-hmm. So we believe that there is a trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we believe that those three uh, individual personalities are in total and perfect relationship with each other. Yep. We believe that they play differing roles in our life as well as overlapping roles in our life, but we believe that they are equal parts of what we call the Godhead. So yep. we believe that God the Father is God, we believe God the Son is God, and we believe that God the Holy Spirit is, is God. Yep. Okay. The easiest example I ever learned of what how to think of the Trinity came from probably a Sunday school teacher uh, when, when they said to me, when you think about what the Trinity is, think of an egg. Mm. An egg has a shell, it has a white, and it has a yolk. Every part of it is fully the egg, and every part of it is completely distinct. Mm. But if you remove any part of it, you no longer have an egg. Sure, yep. Okay? So that core belief is important because of Jesus. So Jesus did not step out of the Trinity. Jesus did not set aside his deity. Right. He took on the likeness of a man. So Jesus did have flesh and blood. He did get tired. He did get hungry. But he simultaneously was fully God. So he raised people from the dead. He healed the blind, caused the, the lame to walk and the blind to see. Uh, he spoke on behalf. This is what he spoke with authority. This mm-hmm. is the will of God. Uh, this is what my Father says. This is what I say. Right, and then he never sinned. So when he laid down his life, he did that as a innocent person. So Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe because you and I owe a debt that we cannot pay, and he died in our place. And the fancy word for that is the substitutionary atonement. Mm-hmm. So he died in our place. So because he's fully God and fully man, and because he laid down his life innocently as a substitute, he also took it up again. Mm-hmm. So the, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were like involved, so to say, in Jesus' resurrection. So he has the power mm-hmm. over life and death, and he has the victory over sin. So when Jesus says... You've seen my deity, you saw it through my humanity so that you can understand it, and then you saw me do things that only God can do. Therefore, his claim, not mine, not Grace Church's, not the evangelical church, Jesus' claim when he says, I, Jesus, I am the way, singular, I am the truth, singular, and I'm the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. 
He is the sole avenue of salvation. Mm -hmm. He says, there is one name under heaven by which you must be saved. It's Jesus' name. He is the sole avenue of salvation. So he is God, and he is the sole avenue of salvation. He then, Jesus is God, Jesus is our salvation, he then gives validity and credibility to the Bible. They are his words, they are his disciples, and, and he even gives validity to the Old Testament because he quotes it all the time. Mm-hmm. So we would find the Bible, we would find the credibility in that because Jesus is God and he is the sole avenue of salvation, mm-hmm. right? So we don't find Jesus credible because he's in the Bible. We find the Bible credible because of the words. it's the words of Jesus yep. or his authority. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Absolutely. So that's huge, everybody who's listening to me. And so what I say is this, and, and like I said, I'm trying to boil this down into very, very basic things. These are obviously very big conversations. But what that means is this, is that anytime anybody says Jesus is less than God, or anybody says Jesus is a path to salvation, or Jesus is... Um, it's Jesus plus mm-hmm. or Jesus minus. You have distorted the gospel, and that makes it a false gospel and a false teaching. And when you organize that into something that may even look like a church, it is a it's a cult. It's a it's a distortion mm-hmm. of what the true gospel is. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Jeff, now that we kind of have that foundation of what we believe and and what it means to follow Jesus and also understand the pathway to salvation, Mm -hmm. what are some of the differences between Islam and Christianity? Because some would say, well, these kind of trace back to the same God, so how are they that different? Yeah, and that's that's very true until you get to Jesus and the pathway (laughs) of salvation, right? right? So. Um, yeah, when you trace Islam back and Christianity back, what you're going to do is trace it into uh, the Old Testament or ancient Judaism. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, both faiths are going to look at Abraham. Uh, both faiths are going to look at different uh, people and um, characters, so to say, in, in the Old Testament, and they're going to pull those things through. Both faiths are also going to respect Jesus. Mm-hmm. So uh, Islam's the, the, the normal Muslim or average Muslim is not anti-Jesus. No. They just don't believe he's God. Right. And, th- and by the way, that's true of Judaism. Mm-hmm. So Judaism, we're going to share like most of the Old Testament with Judaism, especially the beginning of it. And we're going to look at that same history and say that's a part of our history too. Mm-hmm. It's when you get to Jesus. So... Uh, Orthodox or conservative Judaism is going to believe that uh, Jesus is not the promised Messiah. Mm-hmm. They're going to view him. At, they'll view him as a false teacher or a false prophet. Islam will view him more as a respected teacher or a respected prophet. So you're back to that, right? You're back to like who is Jesus? And when Jesus says, uh, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and becomes the Father, but through me, I, there's one name under heaven by which you must be saved. Uh, you're back to who is Jesus and what is the deity of Jesus and what is the pathway of salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's where Christianity and Islam and Christianity and Judaism are going to part ways 
uh, very, very strongly. Both uh, uh, Islam and Judaism are going to point to a salvation by works. Mm-hmm. So in Judaism, they're going to they're going to point to the law, and so you need to keep the Old Testament law, and then it's variations and variables that are built out of that. Um, and so the more you keep the law, the more that you create your own self righteousness, and that righteousness that you're creating for yourself is an act of worship or an offering to God that pleases God. And if you keep that that law uh, thoroughly, and you keep it um, kind of intentionally, you really really work at it. Um, that's going to make you please uh, pleasing to God and acceptable to God, and that's your pathway into heaven. Uh, Jews are also going to Judaism is also going to look and say there is a holy uh, people, a holy nation, and a holy place. Mm-hmm. So they're going to look and say uh, the Jewish people are the chosen people of God, and that is true mm-hmm. until you get to Jesus. Right. And then the church becomes kind of that role. They're going to say there's a holy nation. The nation of Israel is God's chosen nation, which is true until you get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then the church is the holy people of God. And then uh, they're going to say there's a holy place. That nation is a holy ground the temple, etc., is the place where you interact with God, which was true until you get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then then we would actually say that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And which, God. by the way, is the imagery of the veil being torn when Jesus was crucified. That's right. So when Jesus was... That's a great ad there, Joe. When Jesus was crucified, mm-hmm. uh, everybody, just what Joe is saying is the Bible says that, that there was a veil that stood between normal people and the holy of holies where um, the spirit of god resided when jesus died and he changed all of that that veil that was ripped from top to bottom Mm -hmm. and so paul will pick up that imagery later on he'll say the veil was torn Mm -hmm. right so we as christ followers we don't interact with jesus through a priest or through a religious system we interact with him directly through his spirit mm. that that is alive within us. Now, Islam, they're, they're not going to uh, view themselves in that same way. They do have holy places, which ironically is the Temple Mount, right. is one of them, and then Mecca, so the Dome of the Rock on the Temple Mount, Mecca, and then there's other holy places. Um, but they're going to lean into what's called the five pillars of Islam. And some of those pillars are not going to be horribly different than Christianity. So they're going to, they're, this is, if you think about like a Ramadan, mm-hmm. uh, you're fasting, you're giving charitably to the poor, uh, praying three times a day toward Mecca, like those, those kind of things are, are the, the, the pillars uh, that you keep. And the way that you earn favor with God is you keep those five pillars. So you pray mm-hmm. five times a day, give the charity, fast during Ramadan, and you make a pilgrimage to Mecca. Mm -hmm. And if you do those things, um, then you're going to make yourself righteous, and you're going to be acceptable to God. Um, Now, what's interesting is, as a Christ follower, I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to say, I wish you'd pray five times a day. Like, (laughs) I I would love for you to pray more. Um, we are also commanded to give to charity, mm-hmm. right? So we are commanded to to uh, give give to the poor, etc. 
Um, we are going to look and say, uh, uh, even like fasting is a part of the Christian ethic. Mm-hmm. We say no to ourselves so that we pay attention to God. Um, we're not going to make pilgrimages, though, because that we, we believe that God is present in us within his Holy Spirit. So it's not, like with Islam, it's not that everything they do is wrong. Same thing with Judaism in a lot of ways. It's not that everything that they do is wrong. It's not a path to salvation. Right. So we're back to Ephesians. It's by grace you're saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It's not by works so that nobody can boast. There's a relational side to that whole thing. Obviously, well, not to most of our listeners, I'm assuming, there's this obvious understanding that God wants relationship with us. And when it comes down to some of those practices that seem similar, when you're following Christ, it's much more of a, like, because you're my child, this is who we are as a family, versus like where Islam is like, hey, if you do these things, you can be my kid. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. In, in, in Christianity, I don't work for love, I work from it. Yes. And that's a very big difference, and, and that is not the same situation in Judaism or is it in, in Islam. You're working for mm-hmm. acceptance. For love. I don't work for acceptance. I don't work for love. I don't work for mercy. I don't work for grace. I work from it. All of that is poured out on me mm-hmm. and given to me by Christ through my salvation. So I'm not trying to earn my way to heaven. I'm, I'm responding to the gift of salvation that's, yeah. been, that's been given to me. That's really, really helpful. I, I actually um, was thinking as you were explaining, because these things like you said, trace back to Abraham, and uh, I'm a metaphor guy, if, if uh, none of you have ever caught on to that before, but it's almost like if Christianity got to see the whole picture play out from the beginning of a quote-unquote movie all the way through the end, and uh, through Jesus and his death and resurrection and the, the beginnings of the church, it's almost like Judaism left at intermission, and Islam like watched the trailer and then went and saw a different movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's a... They, they kind of started with some of the same ideas, but then splintered because yep. they didn't see the whole story. And, and, it, and I think, again, like we're talking about theology and doctrinal beliefs and like, you know, uh, different religious beliefs. I, when you interact, we're not talking about individuals or people. Like, right. like um, I know Jewish people, and they are wonderful, mm-hmm. and their families are wonderful, and they're hospitable, and they're open, and... Uh, they're great. I, I happen uh, to have the privilege a few years ago, I was actually in Morocco, which is a predominantly Muslim country, during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the self-discipline of people. Um, and I'm like, that's challenging to me. Uh, I also found that um, the Moroccan culture is one of the most hospitable mm. uh, cultures I've ever been on. We actually, during Ramadan, we had dinner at someone's home he was a, uh, or he is an Islamic art professor. Hmm. He served us, talked with us. We asked him to sit and eat dinner with us. He did. Now he's watching us eat, and I'm sure he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was av- showed us his home, introduced us to his wife. I said, uh, I said, will you give me an Islamic art lesson? And he's like, yes. And so we're t- he's telling me about Islamic art. He said, uh, he goes, I think this is the first Islamic art lesson I've ever given in English. Mm. But it was just fascinating. And like, uh, he, I would think of him as a friend. Sure. Right? So I think with Islam, especially, we, we see the radical terrorist mm-hmm. 
and we taint a people. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't want us to do that. Um, I do not agree with their faith, obviously, mm-hmm. and I can't. And I want them to know Jesus and His saving grace. Mm-hmm. I do not want to discount people mm-hmm. um, because of of uh, some who are so hateful and destructive. And as Christians, we feel the same way. I'm not equating it to terrorism, but we've all seen TikToks or we've all seen reels where somebody in the name of Christ, you're like, I want to cringe what you just said and how you just sounded. Or even in extreme examples of like, there were plenty of people in the KKK that thought they were doing Christian work. That's right. And they were Christ- they were terrorists, uh-huh. right? Yep. We don't want to be associated with them. That's not our heart. That's not our belief. Mm-hmm. We would want somebody to know us as a person. So when I talk about this stuff, whether it's this or, you know, last week when we talked about Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnessism, I'm saying, like, no people love them. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that I have to or even can agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I do not have to be in uh, inhospitable or cruel to you. I should express gentleness and respect. And one of the things that caused Christianity to spread so quickly is that Christians would disagree with or even be persecuted by people and still express love to them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually what defined... When Jesus prayed, you know, Father, let them be known by their love for one another, that's a hu- that was a huge testimony. Mm-hmm. So I think our tone is important. I think our intellect is important. Like, we need to know the difference. And mm-hmm. there are very legitimate reasons why we disagree. They're not actually cultural. They're theological. Mm-hmm. You do not believe Jesus is God. That is the core of everything that I believe. Uh-huh. And you do not believe that Jesus is the sole avenue of salvation. That's the core of everything that I believe. Uh-huh. So I don't disagree with you because you're not like me. I disagree with you because I believe so strongly in what the Bible teaches, which means everything else, I can, I can be a friend. Uh-huh. Hopefully that leads to a no-brainer moment where I can share the reason for the hope that's within me. And I think... Th- because we're kind of talking about this in terms of friendship, mm-hmm. like when when that turns into an argument, back off. Mm-hmm. Jesus did all the time. Yep. And back off, preserve the relationship. Let the Holy Spirit create another moment, right? right. And and uh, and go from there. Yeah, I love uh, having that heartbeat. One of I I know of uh, some amazing conversations that are taking place here locally with some some uh, Muslim friends. And they're asking wonderful questions about who Jesus is. And one of the places globally where the church is exploding is Iran. Yeah. Um, And it's a predominantly uh, super Muslim country, um, but yet Jesus is winning hearts over and people are coming to faith and lives are being uprooted and changed, and it's wonderful. So this, this, if you as a listener are thinking, well, that's a hopeless conversation, it's not. It's no, a, it's not incredible what God is doing. And, and with Islam as an example... It's the mercy, the compassion, and the grace of Christ that is in stark contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gift of salvation, which is, which is an act of hospitality, is in stark contrast to how they've been raised, and it, it's attractive. So yeah, all of this, I mean, we're, you could take this over to Hinduism, Buddhism, um, but it, who Christ is, the avenue of salvation, that's where we separate out, 
And then there's kind of ramifications to that separating out, that which involve our belief in the Bible, and et cetera. Relationally, though, we love those. Uh, we love those. Absolutely. Well, thanks for getting into this, Jeff, with us. And I hope that's helpful to our listeners as they think about um, either cultures or people they're praying for, or even friends that they're having conversations with. If you'd like uh, to get some questions in here and you want to submit those, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any unique next steps or resource you at all, feel free to reach out and let us know. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a community of people to follow Jesus with, you can always join us in person here at Grace Church or check us out online. Thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.